Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right, cool. So, hey, listen, guys, I'm glad you all are here. And um, we got a lot of people here. We've got uh, quite a lot we want to do on this coaching call. Um, our our goal for this is to help you guys, right? So uh, Gavin and I, we've been coaching together for a long time, a couple, three years now together, and uh, have had tremendous success with our clients. You know, some guys aren't doing anything. Some guys are doing okay, and some people are doing a lot of deals. So that's just normal, typical, right? But uh, we wanted to do give you a little taste of what our coaching calls are typically like with our private clients. And uh, we do coaching calls once a week with our private clients, and we also have Voxer access. Those of you that don't know what Voxer is, it's pretty amazing. It's a smartphone messaging app. It's like a walkie-talkie for the smartphone, okay? And uh, one of the guys we talked about just left me a message here. His name is Phil. And so I can, you can communicate with me and Gavin um, by Voxer <clears throat> if you're a private client. If you have just one of my courses, you get maybe once a month a coaching call in a private Facebook group, right? So you don't get the one-on-one -on -one interaction with me and Gavin. Um, we also do every month, every one or two months, we do a two-day implementation workshop where you come to St. Louis, roll up your sleeves, and we'll start implementing and building your systems and doing your marketing for you. That's a lot of fun. And then about three or four times a year, we do a mastermind where we get our top clients together and we just mastermind on the business. Um, so anyway, we wanted to give you a taste of what is what what we do in our coaching program, but at the same time, help you with some of the questions that you have. Now, we had way more questions submitted <laughs> to the questions than we're going to have time to answer. So what Gavin and I are going to do is we're probably going to do two of these. Or I might do this one. We might record this live, and then maybe Gavin and I will just record a separate video later answering all those questions. But we're going to do the best as we can to answer as many of those questions as we can on this call live, all right? Um, one of the things that we want to talk about is we want to talk with you guys about some of your deals. What is a deal that you've been working on that is just kind of stuck. What's a deal that you've been working on that fell through? Like you thought you had a good offer, a deal, the seller said yes, but they just flaked out, or maybe you made an offer and they said no, you know, they found another seller. Who on this call right now has a deal that fell through? We want to look at that deal and evaluate it and help you figure out maybe what you could have done differently um, or what you can do next time, or what you can do right yeah. now with, with following up and maybe making another offer to the seller. So we want to know, number one, who of you out there has a deal that you're working on that, that fell through, a deal that fell through? Number two, who is here working on a deal right now that you want us to help you evaluate and look at? So in either scenarios, we want you to give us as many details as you can. Give us the address. Give us the price that you think it's worth, you know, the repairs, your offer. Give us some information. We're going to evaluate those deals, okay? Um, yeah. I've got some 
questions I want to ask you guys too. I'm going to ask that in a minute, and we're going to uh, give you some um, really good resources and some videos here in just a minute where you can um, get some cool stuff. Gavin, did you want to say something? Yeah. Um, the, the reason that we wanted to you know, do this and the reason we take this approach is because we're always talking about taking massive action, right? And the reason is, is because some deals are going to fall through. And the biggest way of learning is understanding why it fell through. One of the biggest things we do with a client is, oh, we just had a deal fell through. The next thing is why, because it's that why that's going to give you then and make you better next time round. That's how you're going to learn. So maybe it was, well, it was too much in repairs and the seller wouldn't go any lower. Okay, we have the reason why. So we need to make sure we're estimating better. Or I thought it was worth this, but the ARV was really that. Well, why did you think it was that and it ended up being this? Understand why that was, because next time around, you are going to get it better. And that's why we're just like, take action, make offers. We just had a workshop last week, um, and, and this is proof that it works. One of our clients from last week has messaged me every single day saying that he's made five offers since that event. Right, because we were getting them to make five offers, um, uh, sorry, an offer within three minutes, not 45 minutes. That Them days are gone, right? We have got to make fast okay. offers and follow up because no, it's going to be no, right? It's going to be no, no means not now. And we'll share a couple of our deals later on in this, um, proving that to you, that no means not now. No means not yet. And so that just means... We have, we have so many deals. Gavin and I talk about this a lot. Like of the 58 deals that we did in Alabama last year, only four came from the first phone call. 54 of them came from follow-up. So we're big on that. Like you guys just got – the goal here is to make – write this down. You want to talk to five sellers a day, all right, and you want to make at least three offers a day, maybe five. Like you should be making an offer to every single seller you talk to. But – Make at least three offers a day. And if you do that, after one month, you're going to have 75, 80, 90 offers, okay? And then after two months, you're going to have 150 offers. After three months, you're going to have 250 offers or whatever, right? Now, then you start following up with them, consistently following up with them. I can guarantee you're going to make money. We just interviewed a student yesterday on Facebook Live. It's going to be a podcast real soon here. Um, she was all she's spending a couple hundred a month Gavin in marketing doing driving for dollars and bandit signs. That's it. Yeah. She averages two deals a month. And the deal I was interviewing her, this is Shanika. She made $25,000 yeah. on it just doing driving for dollars and bandit signs. But you know what she else she does? She answers the phone. When a seller yeah. calls, it doesn't go to voicemail. She answers the phone and she makes a lot of offers. And that's how she does it. It's not that hard, right? Yep. We're talking to Travis yesterday, another client, and uh, he just got two calls off his bandit signs as well. Uh, but he answers the phone. You're exactly right. I challenge anyone in your market, I guarantee you call 10 bandit signs, you'll be lucky if one answers. You've got yeah. to answer the phone. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you guys, too, we're going to, I just want to share with you a couple things because this hopefully inspires you a little bit, right? Like, man, I can do this too. This isn't that hard. We even have clients right now on this call with us that are doing deals that um, aren't very strong with technology. Like they they barely know how to open a computer, and they're they're Cincinnati Reds fans for what for whatever. Like I'm talking about Steve, I'm giving him a hard time, but like 
you don't have to be tech savvy. You don't have to be like a whiz bang genius with uh, spreadsheets or what, but just make offers and you can calculate these offers on your head. Like on our last workshop, we gave students three minutes to come up with an offer and guess what they all did? They came up with an offer and you know, was any one of those offers wrong? No, none of them are wrong. They're all different, but none of them are wrong. You're only, the only wrong offer you can make is not making one. Yep. Okay. Worst case scenario, you're offering too much. Well, guess what? You go back and renegotiate or cancel your contract. Best case, you make a lot more money than you thought you would have made. So yep. don't overthink it. Just make offers. We got this yesterday from a gentleman named Io. Io I'm just going to call him Io. Sorry if he's on here. I can't pronounce your name. Um, he, he bought my lease options course since joining. He got his first deal done um, recently. And, and since then, he's done, he sent us six different deals that he did. These are lease option deals. Let me just run through the numbers real quick. The first one, he made $3,500 up front, $250 a month cash flow, $26,000 back end profit. The second one, he received $10,000 down, $300 a month, $15,000 back end. The next one, $2,200 down, $500 a month, $53,000 on the back end profit. Did a wholesale deal, made $13,881. Did another sandwich lease option, 8,500 down, 300 a month cash flow, 16,500 back end. He did another wholesale deal, made 21,59. Now I'm just going to show you these are, and he did another wholesale deal where he made $2,000. I'm going to show you real quick here just the cash flow and the upfront numbers that IO is getting from these lease option deals, and this is in the Pennsylvania market, right? So we got 3,500 down up front, 10,000 down up front from another deal, 2,200 down from another deal, um, oops, uh, 8,500 down from another deal. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So he he made over $24,000 in down payment money from the tenant buyers. That money goes into Hip Pocket National Bank. You don't have to save that money, okay? And the cash flow that he's getting, he's got, I should have calculated these numbers up here, 1,050. He's getting uh, $1,350 in monthly cash flow from these four deals. $1,300 in monthly cash flow from these things. And then on the back end, he's got uh, $41,9420. 130, he's got $137,000 in back-end profit waiting for him. $137,000 in back-end profit just from making offers, okay? And this, these are his first six or seven deals. Already okay. getting $1,300 a month cash flow, $24,000 in upfront profits, and then what did I say, $130,000 in back-end profits that's waiting for him if and when the tenant buyer buys the house. Just crazy. I get so excited that's about awesome. this. Talk real quick about Steve, uh, Travis. He was at our workshop just a month or two ago, wasn't he? Yeah. I uh, had a coaching call yesterday. Uh, can you hear me? You good? Yeah, now um, I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I Travis yesterday. Uh, doing good. He's just closed two. He's got another one in closing. Picking two more contracts up today. Um doing doing awesome and and a few of these properties as well like we were talking about you know we have a marketing plan we have a game plan but opportunities come up right um he found an investor that were looking that was looking 
for um, burnt properties, burnout properties, right? And a lot of investors don't want to touch them, but you've got one guy that's like, I'll buy anything you've got that's, that's been on fire, and he's like, all right. So then we decided to channel some of the marketing towards that. Before you know, he's picking up more contracts because no one else can do it, building spreads. Uh, he's got some big, big spreads. He's done a, um, a 10K, and he's working on a, again, if he gets the contracts today, uh, one was about a 30K spread, so there's some big spreads in there. Um, mm -hmm. And it's awesome because you've got to be doing it. And the, and the thing to, to take away, and I already said it, was answering your phone uh, and just going through the motion. Travis is the one person, Joe, uh, probably anyone that I've coached, I never actually said this, with his scorecard, he takes his scorecard oh. to a new level. Like, I'm like, it's so awesome. Like, because he doesn't only do the scorecard. But he will detail everything else out underneath it, um, you know, and I'm like, look, you don't have to do it that detailed. Like the numbers are awesome. Um, but it just goes to show because you have to be hitting your numbers to get results. This is a numbers business. You need to make sure he's a, and he's working full time. So the big thing is that the game changer we talked about is that he's got pre-screen uh, pre leads coming in um, that he's focusing on which then allows him to, you know, work them deals when he's not at his day job. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. So um, we, we've been talking about these stories and testimonials from students to give you guys time to post some deals in here that fell through. And so, Gavin, I'm going to share real quickly this page we built with some more case studies. Will you look at the question box to find a good one that we can talk about? In the meantime, guys, I'm going to share my screen with you. Um, Oh, you guys already see my screen. You've been seeing my yes. screen forever. Ah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. Calculations and stuff. All right. Um, so here we built a page, and I put this in the chat box. It's joemccall.com slash apply. All right, and it redirects to this URL, but this is just easier to understand. joemccall.com slash apply. Cool? All right, go to that link. It'll take you here. And I put that link in the chat box. We've got a video Gavin and I did, you can watch later, of how he grossed over $155,000 in two months in a virtual market without doing any direct mail and without talking to any sellers. So watch this video here that we did. Go step by step what we did. Check that out. And if you want to work with us, click this apply button. We put another video in here that we did with Rachel and Matt about um, how we helped them build some confidence up. And um, so that was good. Then we did a podcast interview with a guy named Gary Proctor, one of our students in, um, I want to say Ohio. No, 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 no. He's on the East Coast. Where's Gary again, Gavin? Do you remember? Uh, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. Thank you, yes. And uh, this was a really good coaching call. We're talking about some of the deals that he's doing. I've gotten great feedback from this. So watch this podcast video that we did with Gary Proctor. And then I just did this one yesterday, two days ago with Phil who's in small town, Illinois, and because of his relentless focus, he's doing a ton of deals in these small towns and crushing it, like small towns. This was one of the best podcasts I have done in a long, long time. And so on this page, you got to watch this video, the one with Gary Proctor, the one, the interview that we did with Rachel and Matt, and then the case study Gavin and I did. you got to watch it. You're going to learn so much from out. Even if you don't want to work with us, you're going to get tremendous value um, out of hearing what we're doing and hearing what our coaching clients are doing 
And uh, it's, it's not a pitch into coaching, kind of, it, it actually, maybe it is, but what you, you're going to get a lot out of it that you can actually start using. I, I promise you, you can start using this in your business. Especially, I'm so excited about this one I did with Phil. Um, simple guy, humble guy. Um, it's just, it's such an awesome podcast. I, I wish I could force all of you to watch it, but um, I can't. Uh, but go to, again, go to joemccall.com slash apply. And I'm going to um, put that here in a document. And I'm going to make it big and bold so you all can see it. There. Okay, do you see that? joemccall.com slash apply. Go to that link. Watch those videos when we're done with this later tonight or tomorrow. Um, because you're going to get a lot out of that. All right, so how are we looking, Gavin? Yeah, I'm going to send you back to forward you this email. She just separated it. Mary, we're going to look at your deal here. Um, I'm just – she just was adding uh, – did loads of different windows. So, Joe, check your uh, email right now, and I've got the address. Okay. JV. And um, – in a minute here, let's evaluate this deal, and I got okay. some questions I, I want to ask you guys. I'll just send it to your email. There's a bit more that uh, we, we could talk about. It's just broke it up. But... I don't see it yet. I'll send it to your email. Here it is. Deal. So okay, let me open this up. Below. All right, so I'm going to share my screen. This is a deal in Florida. So the, you don't have to this tell me who Mary. this is. From. Well, this is Mary. Mary that's online. Okay. Cool. Is yeah. this a deal that fell through or just? Uh, this was a deal that she sent out yesterday, a proposal yesterday, not being able to speak with her since, her email, da, 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 da. And she just gave me another offer. I'm going to send right behind that um, that she just put in okay. what she actually offered. So we'll pull this up. In, Separate windows, so I apologize. Lease option cash price $111,419. Sandwich lease option. Oh, she gave them a three option letter of intent. Yeah, she, she sent just, them a cash uh, price. Yeah, just check that second email. I might uh, look at it a bit better what she actually offered. She's made cleared it up a little bit. Okay, I see it here. Cool. Okay, here is the – you guys can see my screen, right? Um, this is a proposal I sent her. Option one, sandwich lease option, the perfect tenant program. We will be your tenant buyer and we'll sublease your property, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so she didn't give a cash offer. But if she would have, oh, right. she would have given them – Yeah, she changed. Okay. The new this is a new house and they wanted $180,000. The comps are 158, 153, 153, 169, putting the ARV at 139. The wholesaling lease option offer was so high because they wanted 1400 a month in rent, 8000 deposit and $175, $1000. Okay. Yeah, so this, this is interesting. They, yeah, this one's a good one. Is, all right, let's look at it on uh, Zillow here. I'm just going to take this address All right, so I like Googling the address because um, this it gives you, you can click this and it takes you to the map. You can kind of see where it's at. 
let me move some things around here. Let's see where in Florida it is. Ah, cool. I like these smaller towns, by the way. Even though it's not in Gainesville, it's not in Orlando, you think, well, who would want to live out here in the middle of nowhere, Florida? Well, you'll be shocked. A lot of people do. They just want to get away from the big cities. Let's look at a street view. You can tell it's out in the country, right? People like that. There's still a demand for housing out here. So I think it's this house maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, I pulled it up on Zillow to check it what came up and it did. Uh, yeah, that I believe that's it. All right. So here is the Zillow link. That's it. They're asking 180000 It's a great picture. That's weird. You know what it is? They took a picture of a picture. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> All right, anyway. I love that. Three bedroom, two baths, 1,500 square foot. Zestimate is 158. It's been on Zillow 282 days. It's for sale by owner. It was built in 2018. Yeah, these are pictures of pictures. And so what Mary probably did is sent a text saying, hey, we saw your property on Zillow. Um, you wouldn't be interested in maybe leasing it for a year and then selling it, would you? Yeah. And they probably said, yeah, maybe. So um, let's look at. Yeah, Mary, let us know if you text the lead, called it. Let us know what you did. Trying to find, here we go. Trying to find the rent estimate. $12.95, okay. And, uh. Zillow value is 158,340. Uh, you know, let's open up the calculator. I, we have a, a calculator that we we do we have in our course. The lease option calculator. Okay, so it's a text message, and they said that they would consider a lease with a right down payment. Is what they said. Which usually means they're not motivated enough. If they're requiring a down payment, that's fine, but they're just not motivated enough. And uh, maybe Gavin, you and I can do a role play on this yeah. after we look to see what we would offer. So one of the ways that I like to come up with ARVs is just put some of the averages, get the averages of Zillow appraisal and stuff like that, right? So Zillow is 158, 340. And I know, um, Mary already told us what these numbers were, but let's just look it up real quick. Realtor.com, Redfin.com, PropStream.com, and then finally, let's just look at Express.RealQuest.com, right? So if we go to Realtor.com, paste that address in there. Realtor.com, they're estimating 163, 300. Okay, 163, 300. I know I'm not getting the right numbers in here in the right spot, but they're not in Ocala, Florida yet. Let's look on RealQuest. 
RealQuest Express it requires a subscription, but you can get free estimates from them on the value of a house. Just go to express.realquest.com, and you will get a report like this. They're estimating 145. And let's just look at PropStream. By the way, PropStream is amazing. Um, I use it every single day. Go to propstreamjoe.com, propstreamjoe.com. This will tell us about the property, the history. We can pull up lists of other investors in this area. They're saying the house is, where is it? They don't give an estimate here. Normally they do. Am I missing it? Mm, no, estimated value of NAs. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. But here we can see this guy bought it. And uh, when did he buy it? He bought it in April of 2018. So maybe they bought this as an investment. Yeah. See, this is what I'm suspecting. They bought this hoping to fix it and flip it and make a quick buck. So they bought it for 147. They're trying to sell it for 180. And uh, yeah, he's got a mortgage on it for 151 approximately. Doesn't matter when he bought it, really. Doesn't matter what he bought it mm -hmm. for. Doesn't matter what his mortgage is. We're still going to make an offer on the numbers that work for us, right? Yes. So um, we can also look at comps here, which is going to be interesting. You can see we can look in the last year, certain bedrooms and baths if we want within a half mile radius. We can do a search, we sort this from low to high. And, uh, you know, we can see comps all over, but the highest one is 155. That's the highest comp, 155. And this guy's trying to sell it for 180. That's just, you know, whatever, right? So let's just put in here, let's say PropStream says it's 155. So the average of all of those, and we could go and get some from ePraisal. Um, there's others, right? Uh, so the average is 155, the median is 156. I sometimes look at the median because that removes the outliers. Let's just say in our calculations, we're going to go with 155. What did Mary say she thought the ARV was, Gavin? Um, she said, sorry, it's on that, uh, your notes, it's in that description. Oh, okay, hold on. And you'll she said, up. she gave it about four or five and then it gave you an average. She said 139, 170. Yeah. But that's, yeah, we'll just stick for, for illustrative purposes. We'll stick with this. So if we're going to make a cash offer here, I let's just put five bucks in for repair. Well, look at the pictures. It doesn't need any repairs, does it? No. And she said Maybe. Uh, 149. Uh, sorry, 159 was a ARV. Ah, okay, okay, 159. Close to what we had. Yeah. So I'm going to do zero for repairs. So if we're going to make her a cash offer, just a typical 70% Mayo formula, we want a $10,000 wholesale fee. We're going to offer cash about $98,500, right? The market rents on this thing, I think Zillow said 1295. Yeah, I wrote that down. So 1295. Now, if you wanted to look at rental comps in the neighborhood, what you do is you just X out of this. The house that we were just looking at is in the center of this map, and now we're looking at rentals. 
We do three plus bedrooms. Make sure we just have houses, okay? Rent low to high, or we can do high to low. And you can see in this area, if there's too many, just zoom in. Now there's 24 results. So we got 1750, 1500, 1425, 1400, 1400. So yeah, I think if for our offer, if we do 1300, we can probably rent this, right? This is kind of right in the middle of that ballpark in the upper end. Yeah. And there's some that are cheaper too. So if you're going to do a lease option on this, you got to think, well, all right, why would somebody want to pay me um, $1,295 if they can get this house, if it's nicer or not, for $200 cheaper? So you got to make sure just your house is good. And these are just active listings, active rental comps, okay? And the cool thing about lease options too, Gavin, is like we get it under contract. Let's say we can't find a tenant buyer. Are we locked yeah. in? Are we tied into that deal? Absolutely nope. not. <laughs> nope. That's the beauty we of back, it. We can go back and renegotiate, okay? So our sandwich lease option offer is going to be, we're going to offer her $131,750. as an A to B option price. And then we're going to give the seller $971 a month in rent because we want at least 25% of the rent for cash flow. I hope you can see my screen okay. I'm going to zoom in a little more. Yeah. We That's want good. at least 15% equity for the sandwich lease option. We want at least five years. That's what we're going to shoot for. And we'll put $1,000 down. Now, does that $1,000 come from our pocket? No, it comes from the tenant buyer money that they put down. Now, the seller says they would consider maybe doing a lease purchase. And I think Mary said at $175. Um, so, boy, I don't know. That's a tough one. If we're going to do $175, I would probably want to do I would probably try to do three years or four years, three or four years, because yeah. there's no comps right now looking at PropStream above 155. Maybe if we make the mileage bigger to one mile, we got 169,800. This is why I like PropStream so much. Go get, go get it, PropStreamJoe.com. If you get it through my link, you get more downloads than you do with the regular link. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm tough. That's, that's tough. So I might give them 175 if they are willing to do a longer lease option, maybe three years, um, and an automatic extension if the house doesn't appraise. Does that make sense? So I'm going to advertise this house for maybe 182, 183. And if it doesn't appraise for 182 or 183, then the seller, the tenant buyer gets an automatic extension every year until it does appraise for that higher price. Now, what kind of profit am I going to make? Let's say they take option two. This is just a lesson in deal evaluation, okay? Let's say they take option two. They're going to accept our option price of 131, which is less than what they owe. So chances are what? They're not going to do it. We're only going to pay them 1,000 down. If they want, I think Mary said they wanted $8,000 down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. How much money are we going to make on this deal, right? Well, there's a tab here in our calculator. Let's say we do it for six months. The current as-is value is 155. We're going to do a 3% premium, and we're figuring on 5% appreciation. So we're going to sell this house in three years for 182,900. Let's just be more conservative here. Let's do a 2% appreciation or 2% premium. No, let's do 3% premium, 3% annual appreciation. We're getting $324 a month in cash flow, and we're not going to do any um, 
rent credits to the tenant buyer, and we might have 2% costs. We're going to make $50,000, $50,870 on this deal um, in profits, which is really stinking good for a sandwich lease option deal. And how, and how much of our own money did we use on it? None. Did we go buy the house and get a mortgage? No. Did we do any work to fix it up? No. Even if it needed a little work, we could get the tenant buyer to fix it up. So anyway, sandwich lease options are very, very profitable. Now, in Mary's situation, there's not enough equity. That's probably why they said no to the sandwich lease option. But they would want the lease option assignment. But what happens? They said here, she said in her email, um, let me open it up here. They want $8,000 down. What's the problem with that? Where's that money going to come from? Mary, it's not, Mary's not going to pay for it, which means if it comes from the tenant buyer, she better find a tenant buyer that has $16,000 to put down. So Mary can keep eight and the seller can get eight. Well, that's going to be pretty hard to do in this yeah. deal. So um, probably, I'm, I'm not sure, Mary, I'm a little confused here because this is, if you offered five grand to the seller on the sandwich lease option, that's way too much. And yeah. you're offering to the seller $1,250, that's way too much. You need to offer to the seller 75% of the current rent. And we went to $1,295, so which means you're going to offer to the seller $971. If you're going to be responsible for the maintenance and repairs and the vacancies, you need some cash flow in this deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, Mary, what you've probably done is that you've gave them what they want, right? Because you've probably maybe heard them say that. Well, the only thing that you're giving them what they want is purchase price over your terms, not the actual option money down. Um, for me, it would be a hundred bucks in the in, in the, the final offer, option three. You'd be starting at a hundred bucks, maybe going up to a, a month's rent. Yeah, you know, I, I usually offer a hundred bucks or ten bucks to the seller. I can negotiate up to half a month's rent, but um, yeah. already they're stretching it. Um, you know, you might want to do, instead of two years, you might want to do three years. But um, use this calculator. Use this calculator. It's really easy, right? You take the average of these things. Forget what the seller says it's worth or what they're advertising it for. They're advertising it for way too much. Well, if we go back to the property here. Yeah, it's been on they're the advertising it. Yeah, 282 days. Yeah. Now, who knows if it's vacant or it might be rented out or it might be an Airbnb. I don't know. But, um, but you know what? Here's the thing. Make the offer. Let them cook because they're probably going to say, no, we want a lot of money, more money down. They're just not motivated enough yet. That's fine. Make the offer anyway based on the numbers that work for you on this calculator. And listen, if it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable like, oh, man, like you feel queasy in your stomach, like, I don't know if I can give them this offer, then you're probably offering too much. It's yeah. got to win for you. You can't just win for them. You're not a charity. So yeah. I just want to say as well on this, this is really important, right? If you're working, it doesn't matter if you work in a day job or not, right? You've got so many hours in a day to work this business, whether it's eight or whether it's one hour. You cannot treat every lead exactly the same in terms of, You've got to prioritize your lead. So you get this person has raised their hand, right? So there's an interest there. If another four people raise their hand, you're not going to give this lead the same time as a more motivated lead. Does that make sense? 
right? So what I'm saying is, me coming into this deal, I know that they want money down. Depends on the money. So they're going to ask for a lot down. That's probably what's going to happen. So I'm going to jump. Next thing I'm going to do, right, I'm calling them. I get up on Zillow. I've got Zillow in front of me. So I have that we have 282 days on Zillow. That's going to be a talking point. Why is it not selling? Okay. And then I'm going to, on the fly, this goes on experience. I'm going to make sure that they understand that I'm not giving them 8,000 down. That's not going to work. But one thing I will do is I'm going to make them an offer anyway, right? And then when I make the offer, this is going to be then the speed of the offer. I'm not going into much detail. We've analyzed this to show why it wouldn't be a deal, right? But if it was me making that offer, I'm coming in and I'm just going to make the offer very quickly. I'm going to get some averages. I'm going to use a calculator. I'm going to work it out and I'm going to send that offer in. Does that make sense? So, for instance, if I was calling, um, I'm just going to use it as, as Mary. So, let's say um, I, uh, I'm i just calling about this property uh, I believe you own on Pine. No, hey, so, Kevin, let me, be the, um, in, let me be the homeowner. You call me. Okay. So, this is so, – okay. So, I'm going to call Joe, but I'm going to use this as the information that I know. I'm going to be faster on the call, right? So, let's go – um, let me have it up in front of me so I can see it. Okay. No, I've got it. I've got it on my screen. You're good. Okay, you've got it. Um, so, ring, ring. Hello. Yeah, hi. I'm just calling about this property that you've got listed on Zillow on Pine Circle. Yes. How can I help you? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, good. Is now a good time? Can you just talk for a few minutes? Just have a few questions. Yes, this is a good time. Okay, awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, my name's Gavin, by the way. I'm sorry, what was your name? Uh, Mary, um, no, Mary, uh, Joe. Joe, okay, awesome. Joe, how you doing? Uh, yeah, okay. this really caught my eye, Joe. Um, seems like a great house, but I can't get my head around it. Looks like you've had it listed for 282 days. Is that right? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Okay, is it currently vacant or is it? I guess you probably live in there, right? Um, we have some family living in there right now. Okay, okay. Um, well, we we text yesterday, and if you remember, I asked about potentially yes. renting it for a year or two. Yeah, you, okay, awesome. Um, you did say on there that you wanted uh, depends on how much down. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you looking? Well, um, I saw your offer. Yeah, we want at least eight thousand dollars down if we're going to do a, a lease option. Okay, eight thousand. Yeah, that's not going to work. Um, you know, okay. I feel, you know, it's been up for 180000 And why do you feel it's not selling right now? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think the market is changing and there's a lot of houses that are um, for sale in the area that are cheaper. Okay. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of see, seeing the same thing. Well, well, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. Um, you know, what I tend to do is I'm going to be offering you even less than that. Uh, for, for me, for, for a deal for me. Um, and I might have a client that, or one of our clients that might be interested in it. I'm not too sure, but I want to I be honest. You know, if I could do anything at all, and I probably can't because, as you said, it's probably overpriced, I could maybe get you a month's rent down uh, as, as an option down. I mean, is that going to work? Could you make it well, work? I don't, are, are you going to live in this house, or I don't, I don't understand that? No, no, I'm not going to be living in it. Like I said, um, for us to control it, it's going to be way less. I'm probably only going to give you about 135000 So I know you're not going to take that, right? No, I can't do that. Um, no. Yeah, I, 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 we, you know, 
I might be able to take six thousand down, you know, but not not anything less than that for a down payment. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't mind me asking, what are you gonna? Obviously, you you're fixed on this down payment. Do you need the money? Are you gonna reinvest it or something? Uh, we just want to make sure we got somebody in there that is really gonna take good care of the house and you know has some yeah. has some skin in the game, you know. Yeah. No, I get that. No, I understand. Well, look, it sounds like it's not gonna work right now, but um, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna make you an offer. I'll send something over if I can get the best email address. Is that okay if I just uh, send you something over? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Awesome. So what I'll do is I'll send it to one two three at Gmail uh, that you yep. gave me, and um, and then we'll follow up. Um, in in a, in a couple of days, I want you to look over it, and uh, and we'll get back on the phone. How does that sound? Okay, that sounds good. All right, thanks. Okay, I love it. Simple. Yeah. So, and this is because the money down, right? I'm not wasting my time. I'm not fighting him on the price. It's not happening. I just want to get off the phone, and I need my next call because the next call might be the deal. I can't be on with Joe for fifty minutes trying to bash him on a on a down payment, right? I'm just going to make my offer. I'm going to let him sit, and I'm just going to follow back up. And the good thing is with a follow-up, it's real simple and fast, right? When you yeah. come in, whether it's a 30 days or whether it's in three days, it comes in, you pick up the phone, you call, Joe answers, and then I'm like, hey, Joe, it's Gavin. How you doing? Uh, we spoke a month ago about your property on uh, Pine Circle. How you doing? Good. Th yeah, thank you. Good. Is it still available, Joe, or did you end up selling it? Uh, yeah, it's still available. We're just renting it out to some family members. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're still doing that. Okay. Well, look, I've only got a minute, and I'm sure you're busy as well. Um, I just wanted to follow back up. Um, I take it you got my uh, my offer that I made. Um, is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm still. You know, Any, I, I'm. Uh... I'm still kind of interested, but um, you know, I. I know the sticking point I think before is you you only wanted to put a um a thousand dollars down or one month's rent or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Is there anything like we could can I get like at least three or four thousand dollars down? I don't know. I mean we could we might be able to try it. Um let me ask you this. Is that purchase price? If I do that, if I could get and again I'm not saying I can, but if I could get you two or three thousand what about that purchase price? You think you could get it down for me? Maybe one seventy. Oh no! I mean, like we we don't want to just give this away. No, um, but I mean, I, we I thought we both agreed it was a little high. I just want to give someone a fair shot. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want it unless you can afford for it to sit there for another hundred days. And maybe you should just leave it where it is. Um. Well, I need to think about it. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it's probably not going to work. No problem. Well, look, I just wanted to check in. Um, anyway, you have a good day, Joe, and uh, I'll, I'll follow right. up with you in, in a few weeks. All right? All right, thank you. Right. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say my motivation is? Two. <laughs> yeah. I'd only give you a 2. Uh, 10 is because you, you're even engaging with me. Otherwise, you'd be none, right? Um, yeah. And again, I'm not wasting my time. I'm, I need to get off the phone. I need to get to my next call. Yeah, so good. Like I wanted to bring up an example lead here in REI Simple. This is our database, our CRM. And whenever you talk to a lead, it's so easy, right? You just change the status to whatever different kind of follow-up you have, follow-up cold, warm, or hot. You yeah. go right here to tasks. You create a task. Um, well, actually, let me just – I complete the old one, okay? Create a new one. Follow-up. 
it's not the other fu and you uh do a due date uh in a month you know oops you know whatever and uh there now the other cool thing is you can add them into an autoresponder series right so you can add them into an autoresponder where they get a series of emails and text messages that are cold whatever um so there's also something that is i think new here No, not yet. Okay, it's coming. Um, I wish I could show this to you. And the oh, let's see. I think we can. Let's say the follow-up is cold. Aha, this is new. Brand spanking new, like as in a couple days ago was added to REI Simple. Um, you should check this out, Gavin. So when you, you can set up a workflow inside of REI Simple, when the status changes to something else, you can automatically add a task. Yep. Send an SMS text message, send an email, move it to a group, copy it to a group. Those are like labels. You can distribute it to a different campaign. You can add that number to a do not call list. So in other words, if you mark the lead as dead um, or whatever, you can um, automatically stop. Uh, they're, they're added to a do not call list. And you can also stop any follow-up, future follow-up. And you can mark it as a lead, which is, oh, I love this because Listen, before, like if you import in 3,000 leads from Craigslist, records from Craigslist, you don't want to mark them as a lead unless they say, yeah, I might be interested. And then it becomes a lead. So you can set it up now where when you change the status to follow-up or um, whatever, it can mark it as a lead automatically, Gavin. You know, and then you can send them. Yeah, this is really, really cool. So um, this is brand new into REI Simple. Um, you can add a task, add an SMS, send an email, move into a group, um, add them to do not call or stop any future follow-up, mark them as lead. Um, with the updated, when the status becomes something. So this is this is really, really huge. This is amazing. I just wanted to talk about that. All right, so Mary, did we help you at all with that? I think that was really good um, feedback. Do we have another um deal that fell through maybe we can look at a lot yeah people are giving just but no one's actually giving us an address so give us an address guys if you've got another deal that you want us to look at um just give us the address and a bit about the, the situation travis yeah. is on he said dude that workflow update is awesome exclamation point yes. and i said yes it is and travis ben, we spoke yesterday I've, i know you were late um Travis is the burnout guy, South Carolina people. You have any burnouts, Travis is your guy. So message me and I will get you in touch with Travis. Hey, Jim gave us an address here. Yes, Jim, tell is. us a little bit about that deal. I'll pull it up here while you type in the question. Tell us about this deal and why you're sending it to us. And let me uh, put the address in here. And Jim, just to help us try and put it in... Um, all in one go and then send because if people yes. message i have to go through and try and piece it together all right so this is a uh house in green bay wisconsin go packers just trying to show you all where green bay is in case you don't know it's really warm there in the summer it's like almost tropical. 
No, I, mean, I meant in the winter. That was supposed to be funny. I was trying to say it's really warm in the winter time. It's almost tropical, but that's okay. Like one of the I coldest love. spots on Earth. I just need to clarify. Sorry, Linda, when I say burnout people, I mean, the, the houses, I don't know if you are on earlier when I was talking about it. So any houses that's been on fire or anything, a lot of investors don't want them. But Travis wants them in South Carolina. That's what I was saying. So anything that's been like sound fire, had a bad fire, something like that. So this is the house right here. Okay. I'm going to take this address. Let's Zillow it. Uh, Jim's not going with anything else. He might be. Oh, here we go. So look at Jim's last uh, husband or then wife, realtor friend, owes 86K, which is where the comps are at. Have a tenant buyer with 25K to put down and would do 107K. So this is, a, this, I mean, this happens, but it's amazing that you've got a tenant buyer with 27, 25 grand on a property that he only wants to move into for 107. He can't get a loan. But the wife insists on the realtor. So you've got a tenant buyer for the deal. The 086, but the wife wants to list it with a realtor. I guess why does the wife want to list it with a realtor? Because they just want to get rid of it. Probably they don't want to deal with maintenance anymore. So maybe that's why. Let's talk about that real quick. Like um, when the we tell sellers all the time, almost every time, you should probably just list it with a realtor. Mm -hmm. Why? 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 You. This looks like a beautiful house. Um, why hasn't it sold yet? If it's a for sale by owner, you know, like Gavin asked earlier. Why don't you just keep on renting it? Uh, why don't you just list it with a realtor? If you want that price, you know, you had it for sale by owner here for 100 days or whatever, why don't you just sell it with a realtor? And you always want to do that because it plays, you, you play the role of the reluctant buyer. You're pulling away. And if they're motivated, they're going to be like, yeah, okay. But then if they're not motivated, they can never, you can never be accused of taking advantage of people when you're telling them, you should list it on the MLS, get the most price for it. But you know what you're going to have to do? They're thinking this in their head. They're going to have to, oh man, I'm going to have to clean it up. I'm going to have to pay a realtor a bunch of commissions. I'm going to have to handle all the hassle of dealing with buyers coming in and out of the house. I don't want to mess with it. I'm sick of it. I just want to, you know. So the more you, the harder you chase them, the faster they'll run. And when you pull away like that, if they're ready to do a deal, they're just going to say, yeah, okay, that's fine. Let's do it. I don't want to mess with the realtors. I don't want to list it. So again, back to this deal though, the wife insists on using a realtor friend. They owe $86,000, which are where the comps are at. I'm writing this down. They have a tenant buyer, 25K to put down and would do $107,000. But the wife insists on a realtor. I gave them a flex option for 86,000 and I'm putting it into follow-up for now. Okay, so they sent an, a flexible option, just like a straight up normal, option for 86,000. Let's look at this though, just to see, you know, Zestimate says 80 or 99. Realtor.com says 117. PropStream says 116. RealQuest Express says 114. Epraisal says 107. So I don't know what the averages of all that is, but you know, 
110. So the average is right around $110,000, right? If you just average those, uh, you could, if you wanted to, you could go spend more time digging into it, like in looking at solds on Redfin and stuff like that. If Redfin's available, it's a good way to get solds. Here in PropStream, you can also sort it here from high to low, 133, 129, 128. Just play with it a little bit. So okay. I'm going to just guess right off the top of my head, ARV is around 110. And the rents, let's just do Zestimate rent here, 1095. So bam, just like that. Oh, I don't know if it needs work or not. Um, it's an off-market property. Let's say the seller says, ah, it just needs carpet and paint. So let's do 10 bucks a square foot then. All right, so I'm going to give them a cash offer of 52, sandwich lease option of 78, and a and the, uh, let me look at the questions again. They they wanted uh, 100. They, I don't know what they would list it for. They would probably list it for 110. So those would be my three offers. Cash offer 52. What did he say he offered cash? Uh, no, they owe 86. He didn't oh. say that he, he offered. Uh, he didn't say, yeah. But you know what? Um, he had a ton of money 25 grand down. That's what it was. Yes. Um, so, by the way, if you're doing a lease option assignment, it's going to be tricky for you to keep the whole $25,000 down, right? You can probably keep on this type of a property. I would keep it maybe five for myself, and give the seller the rest. So I'd keep five, give the seller twenty on a lease option assignment. Hopefully, I would try to get it under a sandwich lease option, so I could keep the entire twenty-five thousand dollars down. But that's what I would offer on this one. You know, you make the offer. They're not ready right now. The, both wife and husband got to be on board, right? So I wouldn't be wasting much time on this one. But Follow up, follow up, follow up. Sometimes that they just need time to cook. The wife needs time to figure out, you know what? It's going to be a pain in the butt to clean this and get it ready for a realtor. And the, you know, three months later, they it's not sold yet because the realtor's asking too much, and there's a bunch of tension now because it's a friend of, you know. So it's just like, oh, we're sick of this. Cool. Awesome. I don't know if that uh, if that helps or not, but. Um, very good. I want to ask everybody a few questions here. Oh, Horseshoe LLC gave us um, some details here. Oh, we got an address. All right, let's do Horseshoe LLC next, okay? Um, I want to do a few questions for you guys because I want to get a, a, a feel for where you're at. And um, I created these poll questions because I want to see – um, where you all are at. So how many of you guys, you should see a poll pop up on your screen. How many of you guys have done a deal before? I have done a deal before. I have not done a deal yet. While you guys are answering that, I'm going to text my 
son for a coffee. <laughs> I also got a notice Um, that there's a brief rain shower coming, and I have a bunch of my tools outside. Okay, so 61% of you have voted. I'll share the results here. 57% of you have not done a deal yet. And... Um, 43% of you have done a deal before. Cool. So I want to do another question for you guys. John, do you struggle? This? Yes, it's recording. Perfect. Another question here is, do you struggle getting seller leads? Select one of the following. Yes, I struggle. No, I don't struggle. Can we move the new tool units into the garage? Fifty-three <clears> percent <throat> of you have voted. Let's do some more here, real quick. I'm texting my wife and kids because I got my I bought some brand new tool boxes, and they're all outside. <laughs> okay, cool. Here are the results. 75% of you say, yes, I do struggle getting seller leads. Um, just the big red boxes and anything. Hold on one second. And anything else? Question mark. Okay. Got another question for you guys. Are you struggling with setting up your systems, your systems, sending out offers, etc.? Maybe a virtual assistant. Are you struggling getting that stuff done? Big percentage. Yep. So 45% of you have voted. Let's get some more. 50% of you have voted. 54%? Let's get up to 60%. 58% of you. Okay. Here we go. Look at this. It's understandable. 83% are struggling with setting up systems, sending out offers, getting some help. We totally get it. Totally understand. All right. I'm going to ask you some more poll questions later. Um, let's get back to this deal. This was um, Horseshoe. Whose deal was that? He wrote a bunch of them here. Here's the address. 
I'm gonna go Everhart Place in Fort Washington, Maryland. We just got a message from Mary. Um, I just got a text that they are interested in option two. What do I do now? Well, who's well, option two? Remember, their Mary, your option two, you're I offering guess way too much. Option two would be a, a, a. Well, I'm guessing, Mary, this is a, another lead, right? I'm a little worried about option two. She was offering way too much down payment. Wasn't it like five thousand dollars? Eight thousand. But I'm I'm thinking it's another same lead. It was the sandwich lease option. Yeah, you were giving them ten grand down though, or something. So in a sandwich lease option, you don't want to be giving them ten thousand dollars down. Maybe a thousand max. You got to negotiate that down. All right, so this is a is this a townhouse? Townhome. Now, Maryland, townhomes are more acceptable, all right? In St. Louis, Midwest, it's like townhomes are hard to sell, so the numbers really have to be attractive. Like if in a townhome, I wouldn't do it unless I can advertise that rental unit as a rental. Well, first of all, you got to make sure you can advertise rentals in their HOA and a townhouse, but then you got to make sure, like, if market rents in those townhomes are 1200 a month, you want to work your numbers and maybe at 1100 a month. So then you need to be that much lower in your rent on a lease option offer because there are just not as many buyers who want townhomes. Now, Maryland, maybe it's a little different because it's more um, you know, acceptable out there. So let me just pull this property up on a few sites so we can get some values. Another reason why, by the way, I like getting it on Google Maps is because Google Maps will help you format the right address. And usually then I can just copy and paste this address and all the different things. Okay. So he moves them out because they're doing drywall and you just want to drop them out. They need to be. It might rain. There's just. I got a message for a spot shower. So I, I don't know. We could just look. Just look at the sky and see how it looks. And okay, so you're concerned about rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so Zestimate says 265. Uh, Realtor.com says 284. Prop stream. Wow, 235. RealQuest Express, 249. Epraisal, 290. Normally, Epraisal is the buzz killer, I always say. Redfin, 285. So, right there, we got six different estimated values. I mean, maybe. If we average them, we'll get something 
close to what that really is, right? So 268. When I'm making my initial offer, bam, boom, done, that's it. $268,000 is my ARV. I'm just averaging them, right? This is just my initial offer. It shouldn't take us more than a few minutes. 268. I don't even care yet about their situation. I'll, let's put in the numbers in this calculator and then read his notes on kind of where he's at. Now, Maryland is a hot market. Let's do 75% of ARV. The square footage is 1440. Let's say the seller says it doesn't need any repairs, but I've not seen pictures yet, so I'm going to do $5 a square foot for repairs. So I'm going to give them a cash offer. I want a $10,000 wholesale fee minimum. So I'm going to make a cash offer of 183. And the market rents on this thing, wow, 1920. That's pretty good. We'll just put 1900 in there. So I want at least 10 or 15% equity, at least 25% of the rent for cash flow. And let's say the seller wants 250. They'd be willing to negotiate 250 on a on a sandwich lease option. I mean on a um, lease option assignment. So these would be my three offers: 183, 800 cash, 22600 sandwich lease option offer, 1425 a month in rent. I'll put a thousand dollars down, five years. On a lease option assignment or a wholesaling lease option, I'll give the seller let's do two years. I'll give the seller uh, 250,000 dollars, 1900 a month in rent. I'll put a hundred dollars down, and two years. That's my offer. Send it. Now, let's look at the situation that uh, Mr. Horseshoe says. So I wonder if there's a way we could, like, sort by people. So I'm, we're kind of, like, looking at his messages mixed in with a bunch of other ones. The sellers don't have any equity. They owe $272,000. So they owe about what the property's worth, or maybe our estimated ARV is way too low. Oh, he's estimating the ARV is 280. The rent is about 1850, so we were close. They don't want to be landlords, but they can't afford to sell it. So I offered 160,000 in cash. Good, that's less than what we would have offered. That's awesome. <laughs> and by the way, you know, even if like the they owe doesn't again get this in your head, guys. It doesn't matter what they owe. You should still make the cash offer, right? And you never, never know, sellers will come to closing with money if the pain is that great. They may have money from great aunt Edna, who's like, here, you know, just have some to get rid of this and just, I'll help you out. So they made a sandwich offer, sandwich lease option offer of $1,500 a month in rent, three years, $270,000. I'm not sure if the ARV is two eighty. dollars and you're making a sandwich lease option offer at 270, I don't think there's enough equity spread in there for you as a sandwich deal to stay in the middle. On a sandwich lease option deal, you want at least 10 to 15% equity. All right? My max out-of-pocket repairs of $100 a month. They are thinking about it. All right, so let's say you did offer a sandwich lease option where you're staying in the middle at 270000 And they come back and say, yeah, you know what? That's great. Let's do it. Okay, what you can do... Here's If you ever have to renegotiate a deal, I blame it on the three R's. Blame it on the numbers, okay? I'm not saying you don't accept responsibility, but like say, listen, I sharpened my pencil. I looked at the numbers, and I don't think this is going to work. I'm sorry, but like 
The repairs were more than we thought they were. The rents are not as high as we thought they were going to be when we first made our offer. And the retail value or the resale value is not as high as we thought it was going to be. So either we're going to have to renegotiate this and this is what's going to have to work or we just need to cancel this. I'm really sorry. That's why in our lease option offers, we never tie up the property. We don't tie up the property. The seller, if they sell it before we do, they can cancel our contract and um, they don't owe us anything. Does that make sense? That, and that should help you like ease a lot of the burden and stress of like, oh man, I'm gonna get this offer wrong. It's not, you know, no, it's okay because if it is wrong, that's fine. You can renegotiate it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We've got one more deal here. Do you want to look at uh, Philip Johnson's? Sure. And there's a few of you guys that have put them in, but we're not going to be able to get to them all. <laughs> uh, yes. This is San Diego, California. There's a dude posing in the, um, <laughs> in the uh, what you would call it? Street view. <laughs> so let's see where this is in San Diego. It's my home, home, hometown, sh uh, stomping grounds. I went to school in um, near El Cajon, Casa de Oro, right here. My mom lives in Hamul. So um. anyway, this is where it is. This is the street view. Typical San Diego house neighborhood. So you know it's a good blue collar area. I'm trying to find it. How much are you gonna get? How many you just got? How much are you just gonna guess that that house is worth? Just guess before we look it all up. I'm gonna guess five fifty. Four ninety-five. Zestimate four seventy-eight. See, it's nice to have all these tabs open, right? Because you can just copy and paste the addresses in there. Yep. So Philip, give us some, uh, you know, numbers. What do you think? What do you think this is going on? Yeah, give us a story behind this deal too. So he said the seller is in the process of rehabbing, but is interested in lease option. Four seventy-five. 502, Zillow is 478, RealQuest Express, wow, 387, PropStream, 385, Realtor.com, 484, wow. So with such a huge variation, which is typical normal of California, I mean, we might need to like look at the median. So Zillow, I know I'm not getting this exactly right. I'm just doing it like I'm writing it down. Oh, wait. 
Okay, so the average of those is 451. Median is 476. Okay, so here's something that happens a lot, actually, where your average is going to be a lot less than the median. What should you do? I'm going to pick the lower one. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So 451, 833. <clears throat> and the rents on this is $24.95. Okay, so the seller's in the middle of the rehab. Um, so I'm just uh, $15.48. When I'm making my initial repairs, I do price per square foot. So, I mean, generally speaking, depending, depending on where you are in the country, if the seller says it doesn't need any repairs, it's 5 bucks a square foot. Cosmetics, 10 bucks. Full gut rehab, $20, right? So let's just say, you know, if I did $15 a square foot, that's 23 grand in rehab money. They're maybe halfway through the rehab. That might be good. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing 75% for California. If you have really good buyers, maybe you can do 80%, right? Like if you know your market really well, but I don't, so I'm just going to do 75%, be more conservative. So I'm going to give them a cash offer of 305. Market rents is this. I want at least 25% of the cash flow. Now, I try to get 15% equity on a sandwich lease option deal, but on a hot market, maybe you can get away with 10% equity. But let's just stick with 15%. Five years, 1,000 down. The seller says they want 475, let's say. So those are my three options. 305 cash, 360 lease option, sandwich lease option, or 475 uh, wholesaling lease option, lease option assignment. Okay. Now, if I was to make a cash offer, there's another way you can make cash offers. You can take the average of the lowest three or four times 80%. So one of the ways I like to do that is with Redfin. So this is a house that I know needs work, right? So I'm going to scroll down here. One of the cool things about Redfin is the way it gives you comps. I'm going to scroll down to this map right here, and it says map nearby homes for sale. All right, so this is a, again, it's a three-bedroom, 1548 square foot. Now, what I just did there is I'm, the house I was looking at is right in the center. I'm going to zoom out, and it's showing me other homes that are currently listed for sale in that area. I'm going to sort this by price, low to high. I'm going to go to here to more filters. I only want, th I want three bedrooms, houses only. I'm going to switch off for sale. I'm going to do last six months square foot i'm going to do 1250 um, to 1750 apply filters i got 35 homes maybe that's too many i'm going to zoom in to get a few less and this is sorted by price a to z low to high 
So here's a nice sold comp 442. 453, 470, 479. But these are fixed up properties. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I was going to say. When he said that it needed work or he's doing the rehab, you need to know, well, what rehab is he doing? Why? If it's the seller, if it's not an actual rehabber that's bought it and it's the seller, you need to know if it's rent ready, right? It might not need to be rehabbed. So you can still make your offer to keep that value down to make it more attractive for a buyer in that area. Because if they do a real good job and do a full rehab on it, that's when you're going to run into, well, we need money down because we put all this money in. So if you get it early enough, maybe it's good enough just to be a, a lease option. Does that make sense? So make sure you're asking what rehab they're doing, um, you know, wh why are they doing it? And it maybe it's like, well, it's we need a kitchen, there's no kitchen, or obviously it needs to be done at that point. Yeah. So these comps here, it's interesting, as I sorted it from low to high, they're all properties that have been fixed up, and they look pretty nice. So what I would do is the ARV, I would pick, I'd take the average of the lowest four, and uh, let's set the ARV at 461. Sometimes what you can do if like you're making, if this is a property that needs a lot of work, a lot of times the cheapest properties listed for sale were junkers that needed fixing up. So you take the average of those times 80% to come up with your cash offer. Um, yeah. Or you can still do the same here actually now that I'm thinking about it. I'm going to take the average of those four times 0.8. So I would offer maybe 369. which is a little more than what I did here with this calculation, 75% of ARV. See, there's different ways to do it. Find two different ways that you like to do it and just pick the lower of the two. Okay? Yes. Good. All right, so what time? We're doing 1221. Um, <laughs> there are so many questions here. Uh, this is... Insane. I tried to answer some of them uh, on even on our chat. Never mind what we've got in prior. So uh, let me look what we have prior here for questions. Um, hold on one second here. I'm looking it up. Fifty-seven questions. Uh, what should we do here? Should we um, maybe let's do this since you folks are on. Let's answer some questions here from the chat box we can answer. Then yeah. I've got some more questions I want to give to you guys, more poll questions here. And then Gavin and I, we're either going to record a separate video just answering these questions, or we are going to do a second coaching call. We'll let you all know. Yeah. We'll let you all know. So um, let's. can you pick some good questions here? Uh, oh, hey, Lena B is here. Yes. Lena is the one that did the Airbnb. Airbnb. Yes. What's up, Lena? All right, let's look at this. Um, after a tenant buyer is ready to cash out, do they have to come up with another down payment for their new traditional mortgage? Not if you do it right. If you're working with a good mortgage broker, and if that tenant buyer put down their money originally made out to an escrow company, a good mortgage broker can help you find the right way and the right bank to get that money applied towards that tenant buyer's down payment. So you need to have that conversation with the mortgage broker in advance. 
Yeah. Um, someone asked earlier, I can't see it now, but about why don't you take more than 3% down on an assignment lease option? Well, you can, but see, the problem is you got to build that into the price of the home. So, like, if the seller wants 150 you're going to probably advertise it for 160 hoping to get a $10,000 assignment fee. Well, if you find somebody that wants 25 grand down or that wants to put 25 grand down, how are you going to do that? Because you, you added your assignment fee already to the price. Yeah. Because you'd have to then do it if it was 150, you'd have to list it at 175 to get 25 down, which then it's way overpriced and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, in option three, how does B make money? B, that's the sandwich lease option? In option three, how does B, meaning how does the investor make money in an assignment lease option is how I would think he meant. It's uh, you, you make your money from the assignment. So you assign or sell that contract for a fee. Could be five, 10 grand. That's how you make your money. It's an assignment fee. Awesome. Uh, so I'm just trying to find some people who are sending properties. Guys, if you've got this any new questions, start putting them. Sorry if we've missed it. Kathy's asking here, do you consider – never mind. I don't understand that question. Yeah. Travis is saying, hey, Travis, I'm sorry we didn't get to your deal. Travis is saying he's got to go. Um, but he says, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to do this and sharing your knowledge with us. Nice. Appreciate that. Ah, here we go. Thomas has got a good question here. Um, I have been having doubts just getting started, making offers with zero dollars to work with. If you've got a motivated seller, Travis, they don't care. I can't tell you how many option deals I've done. I didn't give them any money. Or when I did, I gave them the money that I got from the tenant buyer. Yes. LG asks a question. Not all cities will allow Airbnb. Where can I check that out, whether that city allows Airbnb or not? So good question, but it's usually um, if you go to your local uh, landlord associations or the local RIA clubs, you can find out what the rules are with Airbnb. But here's the thing. You probably get – you ask 10 people, you'll get 10 different answers. Um, so sometimes you just need to go online and, and call the city or the county and ask them themselves what the rules are. But here's the cool thing. Most cities – Usually it's in the center of the area, the most popular areas where they have the most strict Airbnb rules because it's just been abused and you know too many people are doing it. But you go right outside those areas and those those places don't care. So if you, if you can't do an Airbnb in the hot touristy area, fine, go do an Airbnb where you can do them in different areas. Um, any suggestions for a national mortgage company that will qualify tenant buyers? Will, you don't need investors. one. You don't need one, Will. You can find somebody local. You just haven't asked enough people yet. So ask around. Start asking around investors and realtors that you know and say, hey, listen, do you know any mortgage brokers that work well with credit people with challenged credit? And um, and then ask them, you know, do you know anybody who's doing lease options? Find out other investors in your market that are already doing lease options because they are out there and ask them, who do you use for a mortgage broker? Who do you recommend? Yeah. Um, the uh, other thing I'll say is this, real quick, I'm sorry, uh, go check out some Facebook groups, Bigger Pockets, find out who's doing deals in your city, and uh, just ask them, ask 100 people, uh, and don't stop until you get the answer you're looking for, because you'll find them. 
Awesome. Uh, when you get under contract, where do I find clients? After when we know. advertising our properties, um, we for for lease options, we uh, use Craigslist, Zillow uh, for rent and for sale by owner if we can, uh, Facebook Marketplace, which is huge, Facebook Marketplace, and then uh, signs, sign in the yard, signs in the neighborhood on the weekends. Yeah. John is asking, how do I get access to all the modules without waiting if I need to speed up? Uh, you can't. John, um, we do this intentionally for a couple reasons. The biggest reason is when we've done it before, we get a few people that complain about not getting all the modules. But when we've done it before, we give everybody all the modules, we get way more complaints of people being too overwhelmed and don't go through everything. But here's the thing that's important. Listen, pay attention. You have enough information in the first module to already start making offers. We go through an example deal from beginning to end. We give you bonuses of books. We give you two different books in the bonuses. One is multiple streams of income. Another one is my wholesaling lease options book. And then we give you an entire course on lease purchasing called Lease Purchase Wealth. And that's the course that got me started 10 years ago. You have access to that. So with just the first module and all the bonuses that you have, you can actually get out there right now, start marketing, talking to sellers and making offers. And with that lease purchase wealth manual extra course that I have in there, you can do a deal from beginning to end right now. So we literally, I don't have a way to give somebody all the modules. It has to be timed release as uh, weekly content. Um, so that's my, that's my answer. Hope that helps. Good. Neely's asking a good question. Where should we put our energy and focus in order to launch the fastest? Why don't you answer that, Gavin? Uh, yeah, great question. Uh, to launch the fastest, talking to sellers, making offers, and following up. If you've got no money, Craigslist and Zillow. Um, text them right then and there and call them. If you have got no money, you should have a cell phone, I'm sure, and you can make calls. So that would be the fastest way um, if you don't. Otherwise, um, if you want to do it and if you want to work with us, that's an option. Again, I'm not here to pitch that. But if you want to work with us, we set all the systems up for you so you allow leads coming in so you can focus on making money as fast as possible. Um, our hit rate with clients is the highest that it's ever been because we set all the systems up. So we've completely changed our coaching program a year and a half ago. Uh, we do not do the group coaching and things like that anymore. We do the case study, but not the group coaching because we want to impact faster. So that would be my recommendation. Good. Um, okay, hold on here. Somebody, uh, hold on a second here. I wanted to. Um, Vladimir, the, the calculator is in the course. So if you have a course, one of the courses, you will get the calculator. All right. So listen, um, we are running out of time because I know you guys have been here longer than we hoped. We got to maybe 25% of the questions. But I think it was good, wasn't it, Gavin, that we, we spent some time yeah. evaluating deals and, sh and did some role plays and show you what's going on. I just want to make sure you guys know, again, go to – I'm going to share my screen again here. Go to joemccall.com slash apply. That link will 
take you here. And we've got some videos that you need to watch. This first video, and I'm going to put that again in the chat box, okay, for everybody. It's called Case Study Videos. I'm going to put this link in the chat box. I'm also going to put it in the question box. Okay, so the link is in the question box and the chat box if you're watching this video later, because we will be sending out a replay. Um, go to joemccall.com slash apply. joemccall.com slash apply. And I'll take you here. Why? Because we have a video that Gavin and I did of how we grossed over 150 grand in two months in a virtual market without direct mail, without talking to any sellers. We walked through step-by-step step how we did that. Watch that video. We did an interview with Rachel and Matt, two of our students, about how they're starting to do deals and have some success. Watch that video. We did a video with Gary Proctor, one of our students, turned it into a podcast of how he's focusing on lease options, doing really, really well. We did some role play and talked about how to talk to sellers and stuff like that. Watch that. This is another podcast I just did the other day with Phil, one of our students from Springfield, Illinois, who's crushing it. He's in a small town. You're going to get so many gold nuggets. I've done a 800-something podcasts in the last 10 years, and this is one of my favorite podcasts ever. Um, it's with Phil. Watch this video. You're going to love it. You're going to love Phil, and we're just talking about like you know what he's doing. He came to one of our masterminds that we do with our private clients and walked away with just one little gold nugget. We walked away with a lot of them, but one that he really resonated with him, and, uh, and he implemented and is changing his life, okay? Yeah. Watch this video, and if you want to work with us, there's a button here to apply to work with us. Okay, and I'm going to put this. I'm going to put a link to this because some of you, man, like I don't want to watch these videos. I want to work right now with Joe and Gavin. Um, apply to work with us. I'm going to put this link in there right now in the chat box. You guys can just go there now. Uh, I have some more questions I want to ask you guys. Okay, I'm going to ask you some poll questions here. Um, let me ask you this. Let me know when you can see this, Gavin. Yes. Okay. Do you want to do this business on your own? Press one. Or do you want some help? Press two. Do you want to do this business on your own? Or do you want some help? It doesn't have to be our help. But do you want some help? All right. This is really good. Answers are coming in. Keep on answering. I'll do 30 seconds, and then I'll show you the answers. Boom. Okay, look at this. Share the results. It should be coming up. 90% of you want some help. I get it. I wanted help when I first got started. Yeah. Let, me do, um, let me do this question here. What has been the biggest reason for you not achieving financial success in real estate investing? Is it not enough coaching or access to a one-on-one -on -one mentor? I don't know how to do a deal yet. I have no You can only answer one. I don't know how to do a deal yet. I have no clue how to generate leads. I don't have enough time or money to start. I'm not tech savvy. We want to hear from you. What is it? What is it for like your number one reason? Why you feel like yeah. you're struggling to achieve financial success in real estate investing today? And we'll share the results with you guys here in a minute. This is really interesting. The responses are coming in. Keep on coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Okay. This is pretty in, this is really interesting. 
All right. I'm, I'm going to show you the results right now. 25% not enough coaching or access to a mentor. 31% I don't know how to do a deal yet. 9% I have no clues to generate leads. 23% I don't have enough time or money to start. And 11% are not tech savvy. Number one, it's important to have a coach and a mentor. And number two, once you learn how to do your first deal, it's actually really easy. So stop complicating it. Number three, I have no clue how to generate leads. That's cool because it's so low. That's actually really, really easy. We do that for our clients. Um, it's it's cake it's a cakewalk. Uh, the fourth one, I don't have enough time or money to start. That's obviously a big challenge. You got to make sure you got to get the time. And if you don't have the money to start, you got to think about how can I. Listen, let me say this. The most important real estate you'll ever invest in are the four inches in between your ears. You've got to invest in yourself. And if you don't have any money right yeah. now, that's fine. But you got to find it somehow, right? Um, and some of you are not tech savvy. Okay, let's do the next one here. Um, I'm just curious to know, how much money would you guys like to make per month? I'm just curious. I'm always curious to see what guys think about this. Like, how much, and be realistic here, like realistically, how much money would you like to make per month to make this worth your while? It is interesting, especially like, the last question, like, because it shows that you're not on your own, right? That's a good thing. Like, some people think, oh, it's only me struggling. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's the results. I'm not surprised. 30, well, at least 57% of you want over $10,000 a month. Some of you only want three to five grand a month. Oh, man, that is so easy. I can tell you, you know, looking at this, this is all easy. Like it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's easy for you to say that, Joe. But I mean, Gavin and I doing this long enough and yeah. seeing this client's success that we've seen, like making over 10 grand a month, guys, is easy. Once you learn how to get the systems right, the marketing consistently going out the door, you get a VA helping you, making the offers, updating the CRM, doing your follow-up. Man, 15 grand a yeah. month is not that hard at all. Trust me. You got to believe yeah. in yourself that it can you can do it. And we're here to tell you that you can. Let me do make let me do one more here. How many hours a week would you be willing to work if you knew you would make that income each month? How many hours a week would you be willing to work if you knew you could do $10,000 a month or more? This is interesting. Polls are coming. Answers are coming in. We'll show you the answers. you got five seconds. Hurry up. Five seconds. Okay, cool. Check this out. 48% say, whatever it takes. I love that answer. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love that answer. Some of you got a job. That's fine. Cool. I get it. You know, 16%, 11 to 20 hours a week, 23%, 21 to 30 hours a week, 8%, 31 to 40 hours a week. Here's the cool thing about this business. Gavin, how many, we're doing a couple, three, four, five deals a month right now on average. How many hours a week are you working with our, with our student, Melissa, uh, doing these deals? Uh, I mean, my, my time is just liaising with the team, right? So through just Voxer, um, you know, I probably spend, uh, I talk to the VAs twice a day when they start, uh, talk to Melissa, you know, a few times, let's just say, even if it was an hour a day throughout, right? Um, and sometimes depending on the list and the strategy, it could be more, sometimes it's 
five minutes a day. Um, and that's the, the beauty of, of systems, right? To be able to do that. I mean, we just had a, an influx. We had, we, we did a 207,000 in the first three months, right? And then, and then we had a dip, our deal dipped. We changed a couple of things, our, our deal flow. And I'm realistic. We did, when we had three deal, three deal month, one of the slowest that we'd had in time. Changed a few marketing things, got back on track and then launched again, right? And then kind of just blew it back up. Uh, and then we got 12 contracts in the first 10 days. So of this month. So, you know, and we changed. I, that's what we do as coaches. My job is not to teach you something that doesn't work. I teach you what is working. What, what I chose we're doing. to do two months ago had an impact on the business, okay? We won't be doing that again. <laughs> but you try. You live, you learn, right? And we're still making money, so I can't complain. Um, and we're very big and realistic. All the time, it's frustrating because we get like, oh, are you guys actually doing deals, right? And there's people out there just doing info or whatever it is. But we do. We literally do. We show that. We do webinars where we actually prove that the content. And it's in the follow-up, you know? I wish I could sit here and say that, every phone call we get a deal and it's so easy and we just do tons of them and it's, we don't even follow up. I wish that was what I was saying and that was true, but it isn't. It comes from follow-up, you know. We do um, over months. I'm going to share something here. Can I share my screen or not? Yes. I we're running out of time, but and I'm, I'm going to be real quick, but this is important. Um, how do I share my screen? I've not been on GoToWebinar for a well, what is it that you want to share? I was going to share a lead with follow-up. We've not got time. Let's carry on. We'll do that okay. in the next one. Yeah. yeah, okay. We'll do this again. But um, one of the things that, Melissa, that we're working with, sorry, my camera's out of focus. Let me try to show you this Cardinals hat because I know you want to see which team I'm <laughs> okay, so uh, now it's in focus better. So anyway, I'm going to show you one, a couple more questions here for poll questions. Uh, where would be the ideal place to work from or travel to? I love this question because the student client that we're working with to do a bunch of our deals right now, they go to the beach all the time. And you can, you know, let's say you are working 30, 40 hours a week on your business. But here's the cool thing. This is what I get so excited and passionate about. You can spend that 30 or 40 hours a week working from your RV in a national park or a beach down in Florida or a cafe in Prague or a chateau in France. Like Gavin and I have literally done deals from our RV or from traveling around Europe. You can do, maybe it's your basement, maybe it's your backyard, maybe it's the local Starbucks. Like you can do deals anywhere in the United States from anywhere in the world. If you've got the right systems in place, the right people in place, you understand marketing, automation, and delegation, okay? Look at the answers here. Some of you would like to work from home. I get it. My wife would answer that question. <laughs> she would say, I'd love to work from home. Uh, then most people like, man, I'd love to be able to work while I travel. It's not like you have to go travel and be on vacation mode uh, all, the whole time. Well, that, that's nice. What we did is we traveled. We went to Europe. We went to Prague for three months, stayed in Prague. And then uh, every weekend, or we would go do touristy things. For three days, we'd go somewhere and travel. But I was able to do my business from Prague, and we did deals in three or four different cities in the United States. And I never talked to sellers. I only talked with my team, my virtual assistants, the, the partners and the wholesalers that I was partnering with. 
So I just want to get you guys excited and open your mind to the possibilities. If you've got understand marketing, automation, and delegation, you can do this business from anywhere in the world, and that's not hype. Let me just ask you two more questions here. What is your primary motivation for doing deals and wanting to build this business? What's your primary motivation? Is it to spend more time with your family? You'd love to be able to just fire your boss, be a business owner, have some time freedom. You want to retire? And or when you retire, make sure your retirement years are actually golden. Or do you just want to supplement what you're currently doing? I want to see what you guys say here. Oh, this is interesting. I'm surprised by this. This is really good. I'm surprised by this. Yeah. Let's get a few more of you in here. Okay, great. I'm going to show you the results. This is really cool. 48% of you just want to make sure your retirement years are actually golden. Amen to that. Next yeah. is you want to be a business owner with time freedom. You don't want to own a job. You want to own a business that gives you freedom of time, right? The next is I just want to spend more time with my family. That is awesome. That's for me. Not, that's my number one. Um, and then next is fire my own boss and just supplement what I'm currently doing. Cool. All right. So I got one more question for you guys. Please choose one of the following options to indicate your interest in working possibly with me or Gavin. Please choose one of the following to indicate your interest in working with us. Okay, cool. Keep on coming. Bring them in. Keep on coming. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right, let's do – are we it? Are we good? Okay. Yep, we're good. All right, here we go. Check this out, guys. This is exciting. I'm excited. I want to start doing some deals. And I'm interested, but I have some questions. 98% of you guys have some interest in getting some coaching and some help. So listen, we are here for you. We are here for you, okay? Again, go to, I'm going to share my screen with you one more time here. Go to jomacall.com slash apply. jomacall.com slash apply. And watch these case study videos right here. Okay, you're going to learn a lot from it. You're going to get some inspiration from Rachel and Matt, Gary Proctor, and Phil Marsh, guys that are doing deals that we've worked with and we've coached. We're going to show you how we're doing deals. And on these videos, you're going to see how our students are doing deals. And you're going to learn a lot from this. And then you can apply to work with us right here on this button. So this, these links are in the chat. I just put them in the chat. We put them in the Q&A box as well. And those of you watching this replay and you don't see the chat, again, go to jomacall.com slash apply. And it takes you to these videos, okay? So I know we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I have a training class with our new dog. <laughs> I got to go. Um, we got a new pup. She's four months so um, I got to go. But uh, we're going to be doing, Gavin and I, we're going to do another one of these, or we're going to just go through and do a video where we answer all your questions. And uh, we will send you a replay of this call, and we'll send you more information about the next one that we're going to do. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much, yeah. Gavin. I Thanks, got a jet. So. We'll see you all guys. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye.